Welcome to Teacher's Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Edward DeShazer. Teacher's Ed Podcast is brought to you by Be Well Teacher Box, a gift box to help teachers focus on their self-care. If you have not, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. This helps us get in front of more teachers just like you. On today's episode of Teacher's Ed Podcast, we are talking about what we have learned from teaching. Welcome to Teacher's Ed Podcast. I am your host, Edward DeShazer, and I have on today's episode, Amber Hentrich, because she's rich. (laughs) It's all rich. (laughs) She is a first grade teacher. She has been teaching uh, first, well, not even just first grade. You've been teaching K-5 one year, first Mm -hmm. grade a year, and before that, you were teaching for preschool for two years, Mm -hmm. so I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So just to get started, I want you... Uh, to just let the people know who you are. I know one of the topics we're going to talk about is why you got into teaching, why you enjoy teaching, and you know, and kind of go through those things. So just give the people a little background about what got you into teaching, because um, I think it's always a different journey for different people, what got them in. And mm. so tell the people a little bit about yourself and your journey to get in, into teaching. Yeah. So mine is probably a little different than most. Um, well, not most, but Um, I feel like a lot of teachers kind of grew up wanting to be a teacher, um, and it's been like a lifelong dream for them since they were little, and it wasn't mine. I actually never thought about being a teacher. Um, I went to college for psychology just because I knew it was broad, and I loved helping people, and I did love working with kids, Um, but I just wasn't sure which path I was going to take with it, so Kind of just got that under my belt and then kind of saw where things went from there. So I started in preschool. Um, It just seemed, I always thought like you had to have, you know, a degree in teaching to do it. There was nothing else you could do if you had interest in it. So went into preschool, loved working with kids. During COVID, I actually worked with kindergartners because they were from home. So we had them in our preschool still, um, which stayed open because we were part of a hospital. So we were like the care center for doctors and stuff. Um, So we had kindergartners in our center still, which wasn't normal. Um, So we kind of helped them and that kind of opened my eyes a little bit to like how teaching can be. And then I posted on Facebook one day and Ed saw it and then kind of got into the school that way and started in kindergarten um, and just kind of grew from there and wanted to move up into first grade just to see how that was. And then, yeah. Just took off from there. So for those that are listening that aren't here, her partner's in the room right now. So she's not going to, I can't ask her how she's enjoying it now because her <laughs> partner's sitting across and looking at us. Um, but one of the things that I can say that I've seen just from my experience as a, as a school leader is I've seen a lot of teachers who went into teaching because this was a lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. And some of them, once they got in teaching, have had a lot of struggles because when you're 18, 19, like I think about what I wanted to do leaving college, I had no idea. Like I'm similar to you. I never would have at 18, 19, when most people decide what they want to do with college, being in a school was like the hundredth on my list. Yeah. Um, but I, there's something special, I think, about people who 
teaching wasn't their first choice when they went to school. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of really, really good teachers that have degrees in other things and or people that just have like that are teaching co-teachers and teaching assistants that just have high school diplomas Mm -hmm. because I think there's something special about people that are like just naturally this is what I love to do because I'm of the thought that you can get a million degrees and that doesn't make you a good teacher yeah you know and I've seen that with people that have like lifelong like always want to be a teacher but they have doctorate degrees and all these certifications but when they get in the classroom, like they can't connect with the kids. And I right. think that's what really makes the difference between a good teacher and a not good teacher. And I've definitely seen that in the classroom um, that you guys have because, you know, you look at classrooms, you know, I spend time in our school, I spend time in our schools, and it's very clear that your guys' students love to come to school. Like they don't miss school. No. And, you know, a <laughs> lot of kids miss school and your kids are like... <laughs> We're like, they're here again every day. 15 degrees, <laughs> 10 inches of snow, like here we come it. walking in through yep. the door. So I said, I think that speaks volumes for the uh, classroom environment that you guys have created. But, you know, what is when you think of as someone that didn't want to re- be a teacher, now you're looking up and you're a teacher, what are some of the things that you think you've learned being a teacher, uh, really even as from K-5, but then also first grade? I think... I've learned so much just about myself. Um, and then they just they just teach you a lot of things about life that you don't expect to view. And maybe I'm the only one who views things this way and maybe not. Um, but I think that they just they teach you things like forgiveness, um, like unconditional love. Like one day there might be a student that you've just been going back and forth with all day. And at the end of the day, you're like, man, I hope they don't think that I don't like them you know I hope they don't hold this grudge like I was on them all day and they don't they come back the next day happy to see you loving you and they forgot everything that you that happened you know and it's just like we should be like that as adults and it's just things like that you know and like I always use this one student as an example and um we all have our students that we you know it's like oh man we just don't connect I don't think we we get along. And that's always the student that loves you the most, you know? And it's like, okay, you know, this is teaching me a lesson in life. Like I need to be more forgiving and, you know, yeah, people might not be your biggest fan every day, but if you show them happiness and kindness, like that's going to go farther than being negative. So they just, they show me that every day. Um, And then too, it's just, kind of like letting things go whenever I get to work and I'm around them it's like anything I'm dealing with in life stress you forget about it yeah because you're busy but they're just constantly like uplifting you and like having fun and enjoying little things and it's like you forget everything you're going through just because you see joy in them and you want to be on that level too so you kind of just let let it go and vibe with them and it's like it's amazing. It really feels good. And I think as teachers, we all have our moments. But at the end of the day, if you can sit back and think like, wow, these kids are positive. These kids are just enjoying me. You know, I should enjoy myself more. Um, it could really make a difference in, you know, your whole school year, your life and more. So, well, I can t- I can tell you that you are built differently than everyone else. <laughs> Because <Maybe>. it's, <laughs> you know, even I'm I can be a very, very positive person. And there's times you come to work and it's just like, 
your problems are there. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say that's one thing that I have noticed working around you is that, you know, no matter what is going on, it's like you are just a positive person. And I think that helps because teaching, I mean, I've said in other episodes, like it's important as teachers that you're around positive people mm-hmm. because it can be very overwhelming. It can be very difficult. And it's nice having people that are seen, like you said, just just vibing with the kids. Like yeah. it's not always easy, but I also think having first graders versus, you know, there's probably a middle school teacher. It's like, I ain't vibing with these kids because they're not vibing where it's, <laughs> you know, it's just different. Like little kids are still at that like innocent age and yeah. it's, it's a totally, totally different world from like there to like middle school where it's like the kids are bringing problems and we're first graders, like second graders, kindergartners, like they don't bring the the problems in the way older kids feel like. Yeah. But I think that's just a mentality thing that, that is probably why you enjoy teaching as much as you do because there's the, I say the little things as like a, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's not the it's not little to everyone, but why you let the little things just kind of roll off. Right. Versus they can become very overwhelming for other people. And, you know, it's not that there's something wrong with people mm. that it becomes that, but like that attitude allows you to show up each day and connect and, and connect and connect and keep right. doing it, which is why I think you've found success in a classroom because that's the energy that kids pick up on. And I know it for me as, you know, being a school leader, if I'm walking around stressed, it's going to make other people stressed. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you have that energy, kids are w- always going to want to come back. And I think it's apparent with the classroom that you guys have because your kids show up every single day. And it's like they have siblings in the school that don't show up every single day. Yeah. And these are first first graders that have to get themselves up, get themselves ready. Yeah. And every day it's like mm-hmm. your guys class is full. <laughs> full. Like every day. <laughs> Full. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and so I know, you know, you have the right attitude. There's teachers that are going to be listening that may have like struggles, you know, and, and they're stressed out, which I mean, everyone is. This is this is I can even say for me, this has probably been one of the rougher years for me. But that's because in the summer, my summer was different than normally where I would get a chance to unwind and, you know, a lot of teachers are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And what are some of the things that, you know, you do to be so positive every single day? You know, what are some of the tips that you would give someone that's listening on what helps you to to focus on the good things and let some of those other things roll off? Yeah. So I think there's definitely moments where I've gotten stressed and I think a lot of the stressors that I've had and maybe other teachers too um, is the academics. It's like you want to make sure that your kids are learning everything they need to learn to go to the next grade. And that can be super stressful. Um, but me and my co-teacher and, you know, teacher friends, co-workers, um, I think one of the things that, we've, that have been helping us this year um, is just the simple fact that remembering that you're like implanting the seed. Your kids don't have to master things when they move on. And so I think we stress a lot on trying to get them to master it. Like they all need to know this or we can't move on. And you can, like you can move on. Um, You're just planting a seed. You're not trying to like make sure they know word for word, have everything memorized, everything learned by the time that they finish school. And that helped me kind of move on this year. 
I found myself just burying myself in the books. Oh, they don't know this. This kid is not getting it. We've got to stay on subtraction. And then me and my co-teacher just was like, no, they don't. Some will get it, some won't, and they might get it next year. But it's just your job to plant the seed, do what you can, do your best, and then move on from it. There's other things you have to get to. So that's kind of helped me get through my stresses, and maybe that's kind of what it is for other teachers too because you can always have fun. You know, you can always step away for a minute, have a little fun, show them who you are. But I think the one thing that teachers just worry about is making sure that kids have all the academics that they need to go to second grade, third grade, fourth grade. And, and so I on. think that's kind of my struggle with educational system in general. It's like we're so big on the testing, the testing, the testing, the academics, the academics. And it's like we forgot about, you know, making like kids should enjoy coming to school. Yeah. And I and I feel that's why your classroom has success and you don't have as many behavioral issues. And I mean, there's I'm sure there's issues. I, we Every classroom has their issues, mm-hmm. but they're managed within your classroom because kids are engaged in having fun. But I think the attitude of, you know, teachers understand that you don't have to be perfect. Right. It doesn't have, to, like if you have 25 kids, not all 25 kids are going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a struggle because we, as teachers, schools judge you on your kids achievement and the test scores and think thankfully for you guys you're at a younger age where you're not doing the standardized testing and all that but you still have skills you know that they need to learn mm-hmm. and especially for first graders you know what that means two years ago they would have been out you know stuck in the house at three years old they would have been covid k4s mm-hmm. and then they would have been had a full year in K-5 if they're in Milwaukee all the time. So like these kids missed some foundational aspects of the social things more than the right. academics. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, where you guys are is like the right mentality. Like we're not going to, you know, schools have kids all over the all over the spectrum of grade level. But it's like you have a kid finding the little successes and like, you know, maybe this kid could only do addition and now he's doing subtraction. Or maybe, you know, she only could you know, do these things and now they're doing more. So finding those little victories for each student because a victory for you may not look like a victory for me. And I think it's important for teachers to understand, but I think it's important for just schools to understand that. And I think that's why standardized testing has had the biggest struggles because it's just, it's a snapshot of this is where all kids should be. Mm. But it's like kids are different. Kids learn differently. Yeah. I mean, I also think it helps that you guys are friends. Yeah. I mean, you, I was just at a school in Minnesota last week. And when I walked in, it was very apparent to me that the people there liked each other. And I think that is important when you're in a stressful job of having people around you that you genuinely like and genuinely are friends with. Because then when there are rough waters, you have someone that you can like trust and depend on and lean on. Right. And I think there's, I don't think there's teachers that, there's probably some in our building. There's teachers that just don't like the people they're with, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And there's people that work in buildings that don't don't like the people they're with. So when you hit rocky waters, it's like, how can I lean on Amber when I don't trust her or when I don't when I don't, you know, have a friendship with her? And I think that's where 
you guys have had a good foundation with yourselves and in, in the other classroom is like you guys are genuinely friends. Yeah. And that makes it a lot easier for you guys to support each other, which I think is important. A lot of teachers don't have that support system of someone like, you know, when a problem arises, like you two can depend on each other. Yeah, exactly. And kids pick up on that, too. 100 percent. I, and I teachers don't understand that because sometimes I think we forget that kids are Kids are very smart. Even if a kid can't read, they can tell when two people, when the two adults energy is off. And it's like as teachers, we're like, hey, you guys need to get along. But then you and I don't get along. It's like, that's not going to work. Yeah. So uh, just to get ready to wrap up, the last thing I want you to share, you know, is right now it's hard to find people that want to be teachers. Mm -hmm. The majority of people are getting out of teaching. Um, and you know, understandable teaching is more difficult. I, I think my bigger struggles right now are not with the teachers and not with the students or with the parents, you know, and just people in general, you know, so what is one or two things that you would say to someone that's considering getting in teaching, whether there's someone that's in college right now, like I've always wanted to be a teacher Mm -hmm. or what about, I think some of the best teachers that I've seen come into our building are people that didn't go to may, they may have wanted to be teachers, but they didn't go to school to be a teacher. Yeah. Like yourself. So what's some things that you would say to encourage them to get into teaching? I think one thing I wish I knew was that there is co-teachers positions, you know, where you are under a licensed teacher and still able to teach classes. Um, so just getting that out there, like do your research, look around. There's, you know, plenty of schools that hire co-teachers where you get to see what a licensed teacher does and also help and teach some classes on your own. And then there's room for going back to school and getting your license if that is something that you enjoy, which I did not know about. I thought you every teacher had to have a license. And you don't. There's plenty of things you could do in a school that, you know, kind of open the door for you. Um, and like I said earlier, it's just, it's very rewarding. It really just, the kids bring a light to your life and they're your best friends. They really are. Um, so, you know, if you're fighting with friends, boyfriends, wives, like you go to school and you've got 20 little friends that love you. And it's just, it's really, it's fun. It is. And if you have a good support team, a good admin that really understands, like you can have fun in the classroom and learn at the same time, build relationships and they support that, then, you know, you have the dream job. It's really not what people make it seem. It's what you put into it and what you want from it. Nice. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast and I appreciate all the work that you do at our school for the kids. Um, You know, you're someone that's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, So I just appreciate you in general and coming and jumping right into our family at the school and just really being a positive, um, just a a positive light in a profession that is just has like this big, dark cloud over it. So thank you uh, for everything you do. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yay.